and welcome to Fandom Fever, where today we're filming our podcast at Funky Town Toys, one of the coolest places I have been to in a really, really long time. Uh, you can find them on Hall Road and Hayes in the cross section, uh, obviously in Michigan because that's where we're stationed, and it's it's just so cool. Everything's cool. You can see the comics behind us uh, are all the toys and more comic books, more than just these, and... I mean, there's a, a whole stack of minifigs over there, figurines. more Star Wars than you can shake a lightsaber at. It's so cool. Everything here is cool. Our, an associate of ours actually bought Negan from The Walking Dead's bat from here and used it as a cosplay. And, like, this place just has so many cool things, and the people who work here are so nice. It's, it's, I like this place. Yeah, I just be sure it. to check them out when you can. Yeah. I don't even really have to say anything because you guys, yeah. you guys said it. This place is really awesome, though. Again, that's... Uh, the corner of Hall Road and Hayes. All right, so this week, uh, DC has been batting a thousand, it seems like. Yeah. Which is not a sentence that we usually say. I know, but go figure, especially in the movie department. So this week, as of when we're recording, uh, the new Wonder Woman trailer has dropped, and it is just stunning. I mean, that's the only word I have for it. It's just, the graphics that they're showing on this thing are amazing. It is just... It's really getting you into an actual war film. It's cool. It it uh the first thing that I thought when I saw this trailer uh going off of um like because we just got the Logan trailer recently, mm-hmm. and my first thought when I saw that trailer was, huh, we have something that looks more like a film, like more of like an independent film, than uh a film that. Like, just the usual kind of Marvel fare. Well, th- this is very different because we have uh, th- this Wonder Woman trailer, like, and I'm not going to say it looks like an independent film, but it just has this, like, level of gravitas to it. Uh, just, like, every frame is so beautiful, like a painting. Um, I-, I was extremely impressed with this trailer. Don't think I didn't notice that every frame of painting name drop that you just did there. I'm, okay. So I think we can all agree, because I think we said this uh, when we were talking about Batman v Superman a while ago, Batman v Superman, for all of its faults, did one thing very, very well, and that was get us really excited to see Wonder Woman, because when she was in Batman v Superman, everything she did was cool. She stole the show. Yeah, and this trailer is just more of that. She is so cool. Like, Marvel, they have a female superhero coming way late down the line, and that's uh, Captain Marvel. And that's just a token female superhero. But this is DC's, uh, at least in this universe's, third movie that they're going to be releasing. And it's already a female superhero who, just by the trailer, is doing so many cool things. Like, I'm so impressed by DC with this trailer. Because it does, like, with, uh, with Suicide Squad... Okay, so this is the fourth movie then. I forgot about Suicide Squad. But, uh, with Suicide Squad... The trailers were really cool, but you could sort of feel in the background there's something a little bit off about it. With this, it's just it's just pure uh, superhero like coolness. And the best part is it doesn't feel like your average superhero film as much. It's definitely actiony and super cool like that, but it doesn't feel like your cookie cutter we're setting up for the Justice League film. It sort of feels like Captain America, except without feeling like it's trying to set itself up for a bigger film, which is what DC needs to be doing. 
they need to not set their movies up for later movies. They need to be making their current movies super cool. And They actually did the wrong way around because this should have been before Batman vs. Superman. Right. So, right. But what they were showing off in there, at least in the initial invasion sequence, is that there was this one bullet heading between um, uh, Chris Pine and Gal Gadot towards a Amazonian that was shooting some uh, uh, arrows. And they were acting like she just died to a bullet, which kind of puts the kibosh on the idea that these are Kryptonians in this universe. So either they're using really, really advanced weaponry in here or something unusual is going on. Mm -hmm. I just have to say, though, I still kind of have to hold out until the film actually comes out for me to get 100% behind the uh, DC universe. I mean, Man of Steel had a wonderful trailer as well. That being said, this really does look fantastic, and I have extreme high expectations. Um, after certain things kind of making me question DC, this has got me back on the bandwagon. Oh, yeah. N never judge a movie by its trailer, but this trailer... But sometimes you still do. Yeah, this trailer is cool. Okay, coming up next on the DC train, we have Arrow, and we have a surprise Al Ghul showing up. Uh, Talia is coming to town. Which, I, this bothers me a little bit. The, the problem I've been having with Arrow the show is that Arrow seems to be setting himself up as the Batman of the Arrowverse. That's this, been going on for a very long time. Yeah, yeah. Which, it sort of bothers me a little bit because I like the actual comic book Green Arrow. I, it was fine with me that he was darker, but when season two came around and he started fighting Slade, I'm like... This is a little bit weird. And now Talia's showing up, which is a definite Batman character. Like, Slade fought a bunch of different people, even if he was more Batman-centric than others, but he still got around. Talia is a Batman character. If they want a Batman dude, they should introduce Batman. That's what I think should That's happen. what everybody is thinking, that this is what's going to happen, because they're seeding all of these Batman elements. There's Gotham references in Flash this year. Um, there are different characters that are specifically Batman-associated that are showing up. They're bringing back, even if it's just a flashbacks, Suicide Squad characters. You know, the, the whole embargo against possible uh, movie characters has been lifted, so now they've got to change direction again after the whole Suicide Squad thing hit, which is kind of strange. But it does give us an idea, if they are going those routes of bringing Batman characters, an idea of who's coming next, because they already had the Oracle uh, reference last year. Uh, we're probably going to end up seeing uh, different characters show up in Supergirl. Uh, probably, I'm probably going to guess Barbara Gordon at some point. It'd be su surprising. Um, and just everybody else. So, I'm looking forward to this. Uh, the character that, the, sorry, the actress that's going to be playing this is uh, Lexa Duick. Uh, and I really hope I'm pronouncing that right. I think you are. Uh, okay. Uh, but she's in, been in Continuum, SG-1. Uh, she was Andromeda. She was the ship Andromeda. She, she was the whole <laughs> ship. Um, and she is an excellent actress, and she's going to be arriving in the 10th se uh, episode this season. Awesome. So that this will be after the big uh, four-way crossover event, Right, because I think that's episode 8 across the board. Yes. Uh, uh, well, episode 8 for, like, Flash and uh, Supergirl, and then for... Air at least I know Legends of Tomorrow started late. No, Supergirl and Legend of Tomorrow were the two that started late. And this is why the DC uh, television universe confuses me. 
It's a great universe, though. They're, oh, yeah. They're, it's big. Yeah. They're doing well. It's confusing. Oh. You want to talk confusing DC stuff? I got a confusing DC thing for you. I'll bring it. Okay, we have the Phantom Ring. And... And this is a comic book thing. Yeah, so this just came out for Green Lantern this week. Um, this is a ultra ring. This is The only problem is this thing is unbelievably overpowered. It has all the powers of each of the types. It has no restriction on who can use it, no checks if someone is worthy. It's just an ultimate weapon type thing. And it ended up in somebody that's very unstable. Oh, that's... That's a bad idea. So is this more powerful than, like, a white lantern ring Yeah, then? that's what I'm thinking. From what I understand, it's supposed to be the same power level, but none of the breaks. Oh. So in other words, like, you could... I know this is a Marvel character, but, I mean, you could give it to, uh, like, Cassidy. Uh... Come on, you can do it. Yeah, I know. You can do it. And carnage. Carnage. <laughs> I don't oh. know why that happened. Um, carnage. Like you could give it to like a character like Carnage, and they could have unlimited power. Unlimited <laughs> power. Okay. Darkseid could go looking for the ring, the 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 one Phantom Ring, and then he can be like Thanos, where he's like, "I've got shiny jewelry. You all die now." Precious. This is actually a really really cool thing. I'm excited to see where it goes. Uh, I imagine that the Green Lantern is going to need a lot of help from all the other cores because. I sort of don't want the Justice League to assemble to fight, like, something that the Green Lantern should ha- should be able to deal with. But I do like the idea of possibly when the Phantom Lantern starts beating everybody up, Green Lantern being all like, Okay, time for all of our colors to unite, and we will be the reading rainbow of pain. So, so they're going sum- to summon Captain Planet. Oh, yeah, and he- they will be heroes. Okay. Never really thought about this, but does that mean that, like, the Green Lanterns would basically be, like, the space justice... Well, even the Justice League take care of space, so what am I talking about? Well, Green Lanterns do focus on space. Yeah, yeah. they're space cops. Yeah, they're yeah. the space police. They police right. space. Space? 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 Space cops? Space cops. Space cops. Are you cop? Or are you space? Space! Okay. Uh, <laughs> references. All right. Um. Well, let's get out of the silly Marvel, uh, the silly DC things, and go to Marvel. Oh, oh DC is silly now, huh? Oh yes, yeah. yes it is. It is a silly place. <laughs> oh. All right. So Marvel shrinkage. <gasps> no. Yeah. So the movies keep getting bigger and bigger. I mean, adding in more characters, raising the stakes. You know, it's the usual sequelitis. So what has to happen is up until Infinity War, everything is going to get bigger. But then after Infinity War. They have got to go down, and they've, they've come out with this, that um, Infinity War has been the big build-up, so post-Infinity War, they're going to be planning on making smaller, more focused, uh, in their words, more uh, intimate films. So, that's that's a good plan, because once you go beyond the state of they're wiping out a third of the universe, there's not really a lot of places where you can go after that. Yeah, like, how do you even uh, get bigger than Thanos? Mm-hmm. Thanos is like a big bad. Um, there there are a few options though. Like, if uh, Marvel and Fox can kind of get together and uh, somehow make something happen, uh, we could do Galactus. But I don't think that's an op- well. It definitely is not an option at this point. Uh, I know this is a little bit off topic, but I just want to say it real quick. Marvel and Fox are. It seems like they are doing things to strengthen their bonds. Like we we've talked about the. Uh, um, the show that they're doing, Legion, and mm-hmm. also uh, Marvel just announced that they're pointing out more X-Men comics. So maybe Galactus is an option in the future. 
It's possible. And I know that there was one reference that was just seen uh, as some of the uh, build-up to Doctor Strange was going on, that Galactus ended up going in with a storyline on there and trying to steal the Eye of Agamotto from Doctor Strange to use it for locating somebody. So it was, it's a possibility down the line. Uh, don't get me wrong. But um, that being said, Ant-Man is kind of somebody that fell through the cracks on this. Because uh, the director, Peyton Reed, uh, he wanted a small movie. He wanted his own little corner of the MCU to do his own Ant-Man stories and just keep them in a lower level. You know, keep it with that, with those stakes. You know, you got the father, you got their kids, you've got basic things, the redemption arc, trying to, you know, do good. But at the same time, he got really mad when Ant-Man ended up going into Civil War and they stole, according to him, or rather, stealing might be too strong a word, Civil War got to have the Giant Man premiere. Yeah. And he was very, very upset about that. That he can uh, save that for a future movie. And, mm -hmm. I mean, as a director, I could completely understand that. That being said, I, I have to say, I don't want Ant-Man not to show up in other Marvel movies. I think that Ant-Man was one of the best parts of Civil War. And yeah. he, he works so well with the other characters, like... I actually would be extremely upset if we didn't see Ant-Man like crossover with a character like Spider-Man or I mean I I would love to see Ant-Man in a Spider-Man movie or like frankly you can put Ant-Man in anywhere uh, as the comic relief character and I feel like he just fits to completely take that away I feel like is a disservice to the character. Right. I agree. So hopefully everybody will get their own chance to shine. Moving into our next topic, Star Wars. Star Wars, nothing but Star Wars, nothing but Star Wars, da 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 da. We're going to have to have a button for that at some point. Oh yeah, I'm just so, going to do it every single time we talk about Star Wars, you can't stop me. So this isn't actually signed official, but we are talking about a short film that was created recently about a blind Jedi, and this is sign that you can see on YouTube uh, right now. Alright, this is Hoshino, um, and... This is an incredible short. It's only a couple minutes long. Uh, seven minutes, I believe. And just the whole character arc that they get done in that just brief span is amazing. Yeah. Something cool that I'd like to mention is, first of all, Star Wars, in general, is cool. Just let me put that out there. But the idea of a blind Jedi uh, like in the universe was so popular that in the expanded universe, they actually created a species of people who were just uh, an entire species that was force sensitive that just didn't like couldn't see ever they were called the mirror lucans uh and i just wanted to put that out there because it's a nice expanded universe fun fact but this short film which i well, i haven't gotten a chance to watch it but i'm actually looking at it, at it on the screen as i talk right now it just looks cool and it's the it's star wars and it doesn't look like one of those weird like very low budget and like sort of half done star yeah, wars fan absolutely films. this thing absolutely looks like it could fit in universe with very consistent graphics you know the effects are very very nice do is we, that anna Akana? i was about to ask do we know who that uh female actress is the main actress she totally looks like Anna Akana. A little bit. Okay, if we're wrong, sorry, Anna Akana. Uh, but if so, way to go, Anna Akana. And also, if we're wrong, sorry to whoever the actual actress is. But regardless, looks very, very cool. Uh, definitely, re definitely recommend that you see it, even though I haven't seen it myself. I'm going to, though. Every frame of this film looks like a professionally made film. Okay, I'm looking at a shot right now of her constructing her lightsaber. 
this looks cool. I'm watching it looks this incredible. the moment we finish this podcast right now. Or not right now, but yeah. you know what I mean. The moment we finish this podcast, this is what I'm doing. I suggest you do the same. Which would be... Anna Akana? Yeah. Anna Akana. Yeah, that is her. Okay, I so knew Anna, it. So Anna Akana is in the film that we're talking about right now. Looks very cool. Way to go, Anna Akana. So, um, moving into our next topic, Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog... Uh, is getting a live-action film, and Tim Miller, the who was supposed to be directing Deadpool, uh, has moved on. Uh, he, he's going to be an executive producer on this Sonic the Hedgehog um, film. And actually, this gives me hope in a Sonic the Hedgehog film, which I really had no hope at all before. But the idea that Tim Miller, who doesn't just sign on to any project that comes his way, would even be willing to want to be on this project, uh, I think gives um, some confidence that maybe this is actually going to be really good. Right. The only part that worries me about this is Garfield syndrome. Just because this is a CG live-action hybrid film, so... There's only a handful of those that have worked. I mean, yes, Guardians pulled it off extremely well, but that's kind of the exception rather than the rule. See, the problem that I have here is with Deadpool, at least, Deadpool isn't that hard to make a movie for. I mean, special effects-wise, sort of, but, like, everyone had been wanting a Deadpool movie. It wasn't hard to do, and when it came out, like, the demand for it was so high that it was going to make money no matter what, even though the people who, uh, or Fox... Yeah, even the Fox didn't believe them, and it, that was a whole kerfuffle, but everyone knows that now. The problem with Sonic is I can't see a way to make a Sonic movie in the first place, and like he said with Garfield, it's putting a CG character in the real world, which it scares me, and I still have zero faith in a Sonic movie. I, I don't believe that Sega will not screw it up like they do with the games, which are the central thing of what Sonic is. I believe that this Sonic movie, they're probably going to go in the direction of like a Sonic X. Um, and I think that that could, uh, that could totally work. Sure. What I'm concerned about, though, is just the guy that's doing this, Tim Miller, like we were mentioning, he was the hype man you know, for Deadpool. He was the one that released the test footage, he was the one that got it all out there, and his company was the one that did the special effects. You know, So if there's somebody that can make this thing look good and have people get hyped for it and just get it all ramped up, this is the guy for that job. I think he's the only guy. So if I'm willing to give it the benefit of the doubt, but just it has to be done so carefully. Well, also we have a, a first-time director on this film in... Uh, Jeff uh, Fowler. Jeff Fowler. Right. He has worked with Miller on a few projects in the past, so that's that might be a good thing. Yeah. So, um, moving on into our next topic, there's a new TV show, Krypton, and it yeah. it's I, weird. I don't uh, know how I feel about this. this it's weird. Um, we have the logo up on the screen right now, and honestly, this thing looks like it's a B movie of the week style thing. <laughs> I don't know exactly why. I mean, it's a very nice looking uh, logo, but just something about it just yeah. It it's weird. Um, and this is not in canon, correct? Uh, this is two hundred years before Man of Steel, so this is can this is in canon. What? But that's weird. So, uh, Quote Master, do you have anything for us? Okay, so 
first of all, I think that this is weird. But okay, how, how do you want me to voice this? Because I don't, I don't. This is weird. Um, let's go with the honest trailers guy. Uh, I don't think he can do I, that. I might be able to. <laughs> Years before, uh, nope, can't do it. All right, well, he we're. Tried. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm just gonna go with very deep baritone voice for this. Years before the Superman legend we know, the House of L was shamed and ostracized. This series follows the Man of Steel's grandfather as he brings hope and equality to Krypton, turning a planet in disarray into one worthy of giving birth to the greatest superhero ever known. Not bad. It's weird. Yeah. I give weird. it a six, maybe a seven. This is weird. The potential of actually being good, or his... Uh, his uh... Yeah, I think I... David did a good voiceover. I'm probably never um... going to watch this. Something really cool has to happen on this show to make me watch it, but... I have, like, so many shows that I am completely, like, just... Uh, there's way too many shows out right now. Right. I know. keep track of everything. The DVR back at the house is just overloaded right my, now. My problem is that this is kind of an easy, uh, like, one to just say, maybe this isn't my top choice. The Another thing that uh, this film has is that it has uh, Jeff... Go- um, Jeff Goldblum. No, Jeff Goyer. <laughs> Jeff Goldblum. Goyer, first name. Oh. David. David Goyer. There we go. Wow. I am um, dropping the ball today. So David Goyer, uh, who is the one of the writers for um, Super, uh, Man of Steel and Batman v Superman. He's mm-hmm. definitely been working on the DC movie universe. I didn't um, actually know this, but he's based out of Ann Arbor. Oh, oh really? Cool. Yeah. Uh, this is weird. I'm... Or at least let me rephrase that. He's from Ann Arbor. So he doesn't even live very far from us. Yeah. My entire, like, opinion on Krypton as a whole is not going to change. I've got very little to say about Krypton. Okay, so, well, we're just going to run down the cast list here real fast. Cool. So we've got Cameron Cuff, who, who? is Seg-El. Uh, he's Superman's grandfather, and he is grumpy. Who? Sag-El. These uh, are all... Cameron th- Cuff. Sag-El. Yeah. Does that people does Sag that, L. Does that mean people are gonna just call him Saggy? I think they're gonna call him Grumpy. Oh, that's weird. Then we have Georgina Campbell, who will be playing Lita Zod, who is a reluctant soldier. Ooh, that's interesting. I think. Oh, uh, I don't know. This whole thing has family issues, so we're gonna we're gonna be getting into that later on. Next, we have uh, Ian McKenney. McKelney. Ian. Well, you yeah. ruined uh, his name. Oh, yes, well. I did. I apologize, Ian. He is Val L. So, the main character for this is Seg L. He's Superman's grandfather. This is Seg's grandfather. Oh, okay. He, he was a... Um, he's very much for space travel. He's an explorer. And he was, for whatever reason, reason in the Phantom Zone. Ooh. So, okay. He did time. Yeah. Well, I don't know if he necessarily did time, because in this time period... They may have just said, oops, we've kind of threw you into a, you know, timeless void. You know, things that just happen. Yeah. As you do. Mm-hmm. Okay, so next we have Elliot Cowan, who is Darren Vex. Uh, he's the chief magistrate of Kandor. And that's something that could be kind of interesting, just because there isn't a lot of stuff that's done with Kandor. And there's a few things. that This is kind of going out on a limb. But if they do this right, they could seed some things from Krypton into Supergirl. Oh. No. Do you? Th- it, but is Supergirl and Krypton actually connected or no? That is actually a good point because 
if this is set before Man of Steel, it's in the movie universe, not in the TV universe. And we don't even know if it's in the movie movie universe, too, because they don't have the special effects to make it in the movie universe. Krypton is weird. Yeah. It's it's different. Well, I guess we're just going to have to wait and not find out. (laughs) Right? I'm pretty sure after this I'm not going to think about Krypton too much. Wow, we are completely throwing Krypton under the bus. I just, yeah. I don't know. It's Flash is a great show. Watch <laughs> Flash. <laughs> Krypton is weird. Uh, let's see. Okay, this is uh, Anne Ogbomo. Uh, Alora Zod oh. is what character she's playing. She is the primus of Kryptonian military and Alita's mother. Okay, so I, I have a minor question, and I'm going to sound very racist for a second. Why are all the Zods black when Zod from the movie is white? Like, very, very white? That's a good question. I'm like, glad you answered, because I wasn't going to answer that. Like, because, like, this, this, that's just, that's weird, right? Am I the one who thinks that's a little bit weird? Like, okay. Okay, moving on TV from show that. physics. Okay, so next up we have Rasmus Car- Hardiker. Let's tell you, these, these names are going to kill me. Um, and he's playing Kem. He's an engineer, which I can definitely see. And he's the best friend of Seg. So Good, good. I'd say he's going to be the tech savant. Is know. this actually based on any comic book stuff, or are they just like... They said that Seg has been in the comics before, but I haven't ever heard of him at all. They're just making some stuff up. Yeah, so, and the last character is Wallace Day. She's going to be playing Nissa Vex. Uh, she's a junior officer, daughter of Darren Vex. And I could swear I've seen her somewhere before. I don't know if it's just because she looks a lot like um, the singer that does Hello. Uh, but, I don't know. Well, that's interesting. Okay, next. Yeah, so, uh, next topic. Final thoughts on, Krypto- or on Krypton. It's going to blow up. The really odd thing about this is its classification on IMDb, um, because this thing is supposed to be a pilot for a regular TV series. Yeah. But on IMDb, it's labeled as a TV movie. Maybe it's going to start with a TV movie and move into a television show like bad things do? Maybe. Um, Who knows? Okay. So just Uh, the last thing that uh, we should talk about real quick is... That um, the director of Dope, uh, the director who's supposed to direct The Flash, mm-hmm. uh, is leaving um, The Flash. Yes. As the director. Oh, no. And I did hear about that, so hopefully they'll get another one here real fast. They seem to be going through them quite quickly. Yeah. Um, David, what what do you think? Like, Do you think that this film, um, with this many directors changing, uh, is going to... Um, is going to be fine? Do you think that uh, no. this film should be pushed back? I I wouldn't say push it back, but whoever the new director that they assign on, he's got to really have a vision for it, like super hardcore, because currently it's gone through, I think, two? Two directors? Yeah? Yes. Yeah. Uh, the first director had a vision for it, and that's sort of what started to get made, and then he left, and then there was another one who probably, like, like, had to pick up the pieces of the first one while also putting in his own stuff. But then he left as well. So whoever the third one is has to pick up the pieces of two different directors who both tried to make the Flash their own thing. And that's that's scary. That's a very scary place for the Flash. I don't think it needs to be pushed back, but they need to find a new director soon and a director that can 
take what has already been made and what's already been established and with no pun intended run with it yeah i uh one thing that i feel about this uh or not feel sorry um one thing about uh the flash director leaving i've heard that he was trying to go for a very edgy tone to it uh Uh, that that doesn't work with flash it doesn't work with dc comics well i've even heard a lot of rumors that they even had like a captain cold that the captain cold was really scary looking so um like and it wasn't gelling with like what jeff johns wanted or what the company wanted well we do know um rick whoever wherever you end up we hope that you'll be doing well in your next films uh maybe you'll end up uh, like miller and doing something new that will be right up your alley a little bit more so we look forward to what you're doing in the future um in the meantime are you guys going to any other cons in the area this weekend there's a ton right there's yomacon there's the Uh, fantasticon right and i don't see here's the problem in the sort of soon future, I'm going to be going to Mall of America. Mm-hmm. And by sort of soon future, I mean half a month from now. Uh, I'm going to actually be filming that entire experience. I'm going to be making a, like... Don't promise people I'm anything. not promising. I'm not promising. You never know if it's going to end up happening or not. But at the same time, I'm filming it anyway. So, ha. Huh? <laughs> and you can't stop me. But So I've got to save up money for that. But at the same time, there's a bunch of different cons I want to go to. And I don't... I do not know if I'm going to a con myself but i also do not know if i am not going to a con because it's it's a very weird time for me right now i don't know what which con i'm going to honestly just things are so busy for me right now i just can't but um that's to you guys's benefit because i'm working on stuff for you guys (laughs) (laughs) i'm ding are you going to a con uh, no, I've got a bunch of stuff i got to take care of this weekend. I might have, end up going to a con. Who knows? You might see me. If you see me, say hi. Except they aren't going to see this before you get there. <laughs> if you see me in the future, retroactively say hi. Uh, okay. All right, uh, so... A- anybody working on anything super cool of any sort? I'm still doing the Remo so far. Um, Very cool. I've gotten one day done. The last week or so has been utterly chaotic. Oh, so yeah, I, I I can imagine. <laughs> so, but I am making progress on that. I'm hoping to try and get caught up this weekend. Nice. So I think it works out where you have to do like between like twelve and fifteen hundred words per day to be on track. Mm-hmm. So hopefully that'll actually go ahead. How about you guys? Uh, any uh, any particular projects that you're willing to talk about? Well, that we you're working on? we always have projects that we're working on. I just do not like talking about them until we have a trailer. Right. For Fair enough. All right. Uh, um, let me see. Was there anything else? Um, you were planning on going to see Doctor Strange this weekend. Yes. In fact, you were planning on going to see Doctor Strange this weekend. And was I, know, I? Yes, because we're going to see it at the same time. Wow, what a coincidence. Yeah. I, I, I booked a ticket the same time you did because you asked me to. So, yeah, it's a very weird coincidence. All right, uh, so we'll have a non-spoilery review for you guys next week. Yeah. Uh, which will actually probably... Time goes weird when you post a little <laughs> bit before a week when we when we record these, because today is the 3rd of November. We will have it yeah. in the next podcast. Yes, next <laughs> podcast. There we go. Uh, aside from that, I don't think there's anything else to talk about, except I just want to say one more to- time, we are currently filming at Punky Town Toys. Very, very cool place. I cannot 
like say how cool enough it is. Like, uh, anyway, uh, it, it it can be found on in on Hall Road and Hayes in Sterling Heights, Michigan. Yes, um, it's right actually where like Macomb Township, the Sterling Heights, and Clinton Township all come together. But it is on the Sterling Heights corner. Um, and if you can, please come by here. They have got so much stuff. My wallet is gonna hate me at the end of the night. Yeah. Okay. I have to show something. I've been looking at this all day. Oh boy. And he bumped the table. I don't Sorry, care. guys. Andrew, Swick. Andrew, say something interesting while I'm away from camera. It's a tiny smog dragon. Look at it. Aww. It's so cool. It's a pop. Smog the dragon. He is fire. Is he a bobblehead? You can't see me. He is fire. He is death. Is he? Uh, it's not a bobblehead. Oh. Oh, it might. Nope, not a bobblehead. But still, yeah, so. It, I, Tiny spot. And you knocked the table again. I, and editing for Andrew. <laughs> but, uh. Sorry, yeah. future Andrew. Again. Okay. But yeah, come down. They have very, very, very cool things, like, all the time. All so, right, so thanks again. Uh, please uh, let us know in the comments below if you like this or not. Uh, feel free to like, favorite, subscribe. Uh, share this with whoever you feel like. If you would like your questions answered on one of the podcasts, feel free to leave a comment below or send us to us on our Twitter account. At Blue Band Films. Like, uh, and we would love to get your questions on the show. Like, Seriously, send us uh, your questions. We will talk about... Uh, we will answer anything that is fandom or nerd-related. Just send them on over. And uh, that brings us to the end of our show. So... We will see you guys next time. Have a nice day. Later. I am fire. I am dead.